0: Christian Medical and Dental Associations hope you enjoy today's chapel message. We're in a Bible study, my wife and I right now, on the book of Job. And as we're going through this study and as I'm reading the book of Job, the book of Job, when you empathize with Job as a real-life character, and his friends and his family and the circumstances, situation like that. This is a heavy, exhausting book to read through if you engage it in the way of those relationships and the difficulties that he's going through. And early in the the things that are happening in Job's life, uh, he actually says, "You know, uh, naked I came into the world, naked I will return. Uh, blessed be the name of the Lord." And that's it's kind of like it would be good if the book just ended there, right? Because that's a great way just to would be to end the book but that's just the end of the first chapter and then we go on and he has these friends that show up and they actually do good at the beginning and one of the things I've learned as a pastor is for pastoral care when someone's going through a difficult situation the two most important things show up and listen right and that's what his friends did at first they just showed up and they just sat there in seven days of silence just sitting with Joe he's just going through horrendous time. they didn't even recognize him because of the boils on his body and the different things that he was going on and job broke the silence and then we see for the next many many chapters in the book of job this q a going back and forth trying to figure out what is god doing have you all ever tried to figure that out figure out what god is doing i even thought of this during my uh, knee recovery uh, process as i was praying for god to heal this knee i was facing what they called a manipulation which is <laughs> it didn't sound good what they were going to do to try to get the scar tissue to break up and I got pretty highly motivated. I was praying and praying that this would go faster, and it wasn't. And trying to understand in the midst of that what God is doing when your prayers aren't being answered the way you want them answered or it doesn't make sense, oh, my goodness, it's, it's one of those things you're just try, trying to figure it out. And that's what Job and his friends are doing. They're trying to figure it out. They're exploring. They're asking questions. They're, they're trying to come up with particular solutions to this. And one of the things that I find most fascinating about the book of Job is when they start getting their breakthrough, later in the book, you get to about chapter 36, 37, you start seeing emerging conversations about God as creator. And and this is really important to me, and it's been important to me in my walk in my life, because when we get into theology when we get into trying to understand the Word, when we're trying to understand the dynamics of happening in culture today, and you all deal with this all the time, you're on the front lines of it, of ethical issues and taking stands on things that are biblical stands in the light of turmoil within the culture. And these arguments and these debates are going back and forth. And for me, when we come back to the message of creation and God being creator God, and the order, in the systems, and the design that is in creation and that's where they go in the book of Job which is fascinating to me the the Job and his friends are having these Q&A sessions trying to figure things out and suddenly they start transitioning into the topic of creation and then God starts talking to Job and God comes to Job with his own Q&A but it's interesting on God's Q&A in the book of Job God is not just asking a question he's kind of giving him an answer at the same time like, who created this? Who laid the foundation? Who knows the measurement? And the obvious answer is, well, you do, Lord. And the message that I see in that is the message of the sovereignty of God and his design and purpose in all things, even when we don't understand it. When our boys were young, I remember one night, this was down in St. Petersburg, Florida, when we lived there, uh, we got getting the boys getting ready to get into bed. They were young and did story time and then prayer time. Well, I don't know what it was about this night, but they got the giggles. You ever had kids get the giggles? And it's hard not to giggle with the, when they got the giggles. Uh, but we're trying to do prayer, and through the whole prayer, they're giggling, and they're, they're cracking up. And so I just said, boys, let's go outside. And I'd already noticed earlier that night that it was just a really nice, uh, cool, crisp evening in St. Petersburg, Florida cool is relative, but it was St. Petersburg, Florida. The sky was clear. So we got, I remember we went out in the driveway. I just had the boys look up at the stars. And we stood out there and after a little while, I just said to them, I said, and I didn't say a whole lot. I just had them look up at the stars. And they started noticing different things and the Big Dipper and things that they had learned about in school and finding the North Star and they were doing all that. And then I said, now, who we're talking to when we say our prayers at night is the person that did all that. We're talking to God who designed that, who put all that together. So can we go in and just approach this with that in mind? And I remember that night just it being more of a lesson probably. They've probably forgotten about it, Uh, but it's been my lesson uh, to at times slow down when I'm asking all these questions or get distracted by things in the world or uh, don't take the issues of what God is doing in my life with the reverence that I need to take them with, right? Where sometimes I, I just want to take the steering wheel and take control and do it my way or have my answer uh, for a particular situation. So we, we see this. So I want to look at a passage this morning at the end of Job, right? Because you all are familiar with the book, but I want I just want to see where he is at the end of the book as he hears this discussion about creation. And we look at uh, Job chapter 42, and I want to look at verses 1 through 6. But in verses 1 through 6, I'm going to uh, just read them here, and they'll be up on the the screen. But it says, Then Job replied to the Lord. The Lord's just gone through this Q&A session where he's given him answers about creation. And Job says, I know that you can do anything, and no one can stop you. And then Job makes reference back to the question that God asked him. And God asked him twice this, but go back to chapter 37. God asked Job this question. He says to him, "Uh, who is this that questions my wisdom with such ignorance? Right? That's what God asked Job. But I love this. I love this response of Job. He says, it is I. Who asks these questions with such ignorance? And Job goes, it is I. I find a little bit of levity in that in the sense that in a moment job's going yes my questions are ignorant because i'm ask, i'm i'm asking them and i'm trying to come up with answers from my limited human perspective and then it says and i was talking about things i did not understand and then he says i was talking about things that were far too wonderful for me this, we use the word wonderful a lot, but if you think about it, just break it down a little bit. It is wonder full. It is being full of wonder. where we look at what God has done, and, and, and you all are probably familiar with Fairhaven Ministries over by Rome Mountain, but uh, you know, Susan and I try to get away there at least three or four times a year. And one of the things I do when I go out there is I do hiking, I try to slow down, I unplug. Uh, I have found a couple of hot spots that I cheat on where I just, you know, just in case that somebody needs me. But for the most time, I'm unplugged and out there. And one of the things I like doing is, especially when it's raining or at night when the stars are out and there's no lights out there, and, and I just wonder. I, I stop. I slow down from the busyness of life and just enjoy the wonder of God's creation. Even if it's looking at the trees and, and seeing the amount, and, and if I slow down enough and I look up at the trees, I see things like butterflies or birds that I haven't noticed before. There are in things that I don't notice normally because I slow down. And this is one of the things that I think Job talks about here, is he starts talking about these things and he starts understanding God's design and creation, God's way of doing things. And as God talks about creation, he talks about the intricacies of design. And if you, if you look at this, he even talks about how he designed the scales of a crocodile to how he designed it for mountain goats to be up in the mountains. And nobody knows when the mountain goat gives birth, but God knows. So God knows things that we don't know and he's designed things that we have no clue. is the wisdom of his design and that he has a plan for these things. So even in the moment when it doesn't make sense for us, understanding this wonder of god's plan that runs through it and around it and over it and through it all it's full of wonder his plan is full of wonder and in our limited perspective we only see much so job goes on here and he said you said listen and i will speak i have some questions for you and you must answer them this is what god says to job he goes now you've asked me a bunch of questions about why these things are happening let me ask you and there are times when we slow down enough, we hear the questions of God in our life. We slow down enough when we when we're silent enough, when we are still enough, and we just say to God, speak to my heart. What is it that I need to know right now? And many times God will raise a question within our minds and within our hearts. It is a question He wants us. In. Maybe it's about a priority in our life, maybe it's about a struggle we have in our life, a perspective, a relationship. But during those moments, God brings questions into our life. And that's what Job says here. He said, you know, God, you said to me, I'm going to ask you uh, some questions. And then this next verse, verse 5, is uh, a powerful verse. And we're going to come back to this one, spend a little bit of time on it in a minute. But I heard about you before, but now I have seen you with my own eyes. And then verse 6, I take back everything I said, and I sit in dust and ashes to show my repentance. And early in the book... And we're going to go back to verse 5 on the screen just to keep that up there. But early in the book, Job sits in ashes, uh, probably a garbage heap where the garbage is burnt. He's in mourning. He's uh, grieving. Uh, He just sits in the ashes because it was part of their sign of grieving uh, that 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 was his position at that time, that he had lost everything. Here it's a little different. He's sitting in these ashes as, as an act of humility before an almighty God. Uh, and expecting him to do great things, but here's the part that that I pray, and 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 you know, this is one of the things that I think I'm learning as a as an adult or parent of adults. Um, you know, parenting never ends. You all know that, right? It never ends. And as your children get older and they start making decisions and choices that you may not agree with, I want to be able to take them back out in the driveway and just have them look up, right? Uh, but it's not as easy to do that anymore, and they struggle and they have their questions. Um, and, and, and as I see those questions, this is my prayer for my children that they, because they've heard it all, right? They've heard it. They really know it. What I want them to de- do is to see it with their own eyes, right? That they're not hearing it from just my perspective, that, they're not, that it's not their belief because it was mom and dad's belief, but they're seeing it now with their own eyes. And this is a powerful passage because what happens to Job as he goes through this journey is suddenly it's not just about all the conversations. It's not just about what he's heard about God. But now when he sees God for who he is, the sovereign creator, designer, the one who has all this within the palm of his hand, and the, the story it doesn't end here, right? And we even find out as, the, as, the, as it ends, Job lives for 150 more years. He's blessed. He, it, it says he, it, it closes with he lived a good life. I mean, we see all the things that God brings after this. But in this moment right now, with all the struggles that Job has in his life, finally it's not just what he's heard about God, it's what he now sees. He's experienced with more senses who the person of God is in that relationship with him. Susan and I have some dear friends, and we were talking with a husband here recently, and and, um, they've been in a cancer battle for the last 10 years. And the wife has had had cancer, treated, went into remission, returned, treated, went into remission, returned, went into remission, and when it returned this last time, it came back with a vengeance. And there is nothing more they can do. And I remember sitting on the uh, back deck with him this week, and... Talking about where he is, and we know him well enough where he just opened up with us. And and they're at that place now where in the struggles that they're dealing with, um they're they're at that place of full faith and trust in God. They're seeing him right now in it. Uh it's hard. It is really hard. And there's no easy answers, and we talked about that. And we talked about even what Job dealt with here, where they've struggled with the being angry, being frustrated with God. You know, that's the part where we're we're saying and we're talking. We're trying to find the reason. We're trying to find the solution. We're trying to find the answer. When the answer is not necessarily a set of facts, it's not necessarily something that we can comprehend from our perspective because it's, like Job said, it's too wonderful for me. We're talking about things that are beyond me, that God's design. were, Were we there when he designed and created the world? When you start thinking about that, when you start thinking about the magnitude of creation out of nothing, uh, the universe uh, the light beams that are coming to the earth the the foundations that god created the the breathing life into adam and eve all the things that happen at creation and the design and that things that i can't understand as to how all that happened and how all that worked together how, how does that but you look around us and there's the evidence of god's design and god's creation So when they look at the difficulty of the circumstances, they start recognizing that God's story, that God's design goes beyond the life, the limited amount of years, that we are not citizens of this world, we're citizens of God's designed future and eternity. And as we start understanding that, and that was one of the sweetest things with my mother as she went through her final days and we got to uh, spend time with her her faith and her belief and looking forward to and talking about heaven and those that she was going to see again and her anticipation of that almost this childlike youthfulness in her face and uh, when people asked me about you know my grieving process with my mom it was like god showed up in such a huge way there was like this just this uh, god's medicine for the pain if you will of losing my mom it was everything went so amazingly well with her of the things that she desired and her attitude and her desire because she saw god she saw him his she saw his larger plan than beyond just this particular lifetime because the hope that she had uh, through christ so as we look at this passage and we start thinking about the different struggles and the things that uh, that we face in life uh even today uh, for you as a group even as we do these prayer requests and i was looking at the prayer requests on the screen When I came in this morning, there's people dealing with some really difficult stuff. And we can do the Q&A with them, and we can try to help them figure out why this is happening. And we can have our prayers, which I think are fine, to ask God to do certain things. I think that's okay. It's in our dialogue with God. But that's the speaking part. That's our speaking part of the relationship. But we need to bring in this extra part where we start seeing God with our own eyes in the midst of the most difficult situations, in the midst of the struggles If we can see God in the midst of that, that's the source of hope in it that we get through it and that we find his peace that passes all understanding. So I wanted to leave this passage with you this morning and just this thought of uh, using all of our senses, if you will, uh, to understand the greatness and the amazing wonder of what God has put all around us and that we're enveloped in that and that as, uh, as friends and as fellow believers going through a difficult time with someone uh, sometimes just that showing up sometimes just that listening it's okay to have the Q&A uh, but how much more powerful is it if together we see God in the midst of the whirlwind or the storm let me pray for you and then we're going to uh, sing a song together to close out the service this morning and it's such a joy to be here with y'all today May pray for us Lord, we just want to thank you for your goodness, and we just pray for this day, Lord, that we would truly see you. Um, Lord, give us eyes to see. Give us uh, the prompting of your Holy Spirit just to slow down in the midst of the struggles and the turmoil of the day in this fallen world in which we live, where everything is not perfect. And it seems chaotic at times, it's hard to make sense of it. Um, But as we look at it, Lord, let's just prompt our hearts to think about the bigger design that you have, that, uh, that your ways are too wonderful for us to totally understand and to give us the faith that we need when we struggle with that faith in the midst of uncertainty. And, Lord, I pray that each of us today would have eyes to see you in a way that just brings hope and comfort uh, into our lives, uh, brings healing, and most of all brings a perspective of eternity. Uh, that uh, you have planned for us in the future and that we can't even uh, begin to imagine uh, what you have in store so bless us today encourage our hearts lord and we pray as we sing together that you will receive the praise uh, from our hearts in jesus name we pray